0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Outsiders, our expressive and freestyle insight into life direction and the impact of those choices on our health, relationships and place in society. And uh, often we use film and music and other creative art forms as a foundation for our discussion. And this is episode 10. And as ever, we are together. It is myself, Zach, and my friend and partner in crime, Mark. Hello, Mark. Hi there, Zach. How you doing? Very well. How are you there?
1: I'm alive and kicking as ever. And
0: you? Alive. Oh yes, <laughs> alive and kicking. Try well, you know, kicking at least. Yeah. And uh, clinging on to life, <laughs> as uh, as a lot of outsiders do. Uh, so we're going to try something a little bit different this week. Uh, we're just going to sort of uh, chew the. I heard actually a good phrase. I heard chewing the cud. Yeah chewing about the fat life. chewing the fat about life that was that's thanks to my father who I had a, a zoom chat with earlier uh today so um we're just going to sort of meander through and i'm going to be uh, we're going to discover a bit about mark uh, a bit about mark's mind um Oof. about his, <laughs> his thought processes why he is who he is uh do we really want to know dear listener <laughs> It's a good question, Zach. It's It's a a a good question. So let's let's fire a quote. Let's start with a quote. Shall I start with a quote? Why not? I usually like to throw a quote in. Boy George was recently interviewed on another rival program. If only we could rival Sunday Brunch on Channel 4. But uh, he was recently interviewed and he was uh, asked about his life and everything. And his comment was, being an outsider is a commitment. Mm Mm-hmm. So, should we start there, Mark? How how does that comment um, resonate with you?
1: Well, it, it does, and I, I'm really. It's a really refreshing quote, um, and a very interesting character. Yeah, to, uh, to start with, yeah. Um, I, well, it's a very open ended one that, because obviously, from a perspective of celebrity. Then you can really manipulate that uh, because people have a perception of who you are, and you can toy around with that to make it as impactful as you wish. And he's he's obviously an influencer, and people follow or are interested in him as a character, and always have been because he stood out from the you know word go. Um, but when we bring it down to let's say mere mortals like you and I, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, than uh, the celebrity fraternity Um, it is a very powerful thing and what he said is very interesting because everywhere and anywhere that I go I definitely feel that I do not belong in a group so to speak and this I think was what Boy George was referring to His, his was maybe based on Imagery, or sexuality, or something like that, but in in the sense of belonging or committing to a way of life, you know, one doesn't fit the other. You've got to literally lead and run your own path, irrespective, um, which is a a, which is a commitment for sure. I think where i fit into that is i've always wanted to belong you know there's a this middle class element to me that wants to be part of a particular grouping however it's just it just doesn't seem to be the case mm. um and therefore you have to come to terms with that and realize you're not special or anything else you just have a different interaction or a different Mm. view and you have to accept that you you just can't be that man in the middle you know you're just not that person
0: because he said part of his interview he said he that he knows he's different Mm -hmm. and uh, he he works at it now and i guess that comes with with age and experience but how do when did you first start to see or feel that you were different to everything else?
1: Well, as I said, at the beginning of our podcast, uh, this is not a lifestyle choice. This isn't something you wake up one day and go, you know, I'm going to be different. Everyone wants to be a bit rebellious and everyone does want to stand out. I mean, this is just natural. But as I said at the beginning, it, this is not a, a choice. It's something that is a response or a reaction to the way we're brought up, um, and it's not done on purpose, and it's not—well, uh, one would hope it's not done on purpose. But it has a lot to do with the attention and the yeah. you're given from early days.
0: Because some people, there are—you know—some people have a, a a very connected family, and yeah. they're all doing their own. They're all doing their own thing, but they do it together. There's a there's a bond that yeah. unites them. Uh, whereas for other people, there's a connection and there's a bond, but it's not there's also this desire to go off and do other things. And for other families, of course, there is. There can be nothing because the saying goes, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Yeah. So is it um, something that that's that you've experienced yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've absolutely. There's families that are connected, bonded um, and the child still might go off tangent i mean that's but i, I mean it's not a scientific pr- proven point i'm just saying from my own perspective this is definitely to do with the fact that you know attention nurture direction support guidance all of these things that you need growing up weren't in yeah weren't there weren't there in the what well, mm. for my personality weren't there in enough um weren't weren't abundant, as just say. They they were there but in, in you know, in dribs and drabs, they were there selectively. Um based on convenience, based on, you know, uh there's that's that phrase, you know, the old one that my father sort of used to come up with, which is, you know, children should be seen and not heard, that kind of concept. That my mother seemed to go along with as well. And I think we were kind of trophy kids. We were wheeled in and wheeled out for events and da da da, and therefore we had this. I think the issue is I think we were given this sort of high sense of uh, what's the right word for it, kind of a, a overvalued sense of being without the the foundation to go with it, right? And I think that's missing. And that was the reason for all of this behavior and this attitude, and this outlook, is because of that. I would one hundred percent, you know, put my my cards on the table on that. Mm. And as a response to that, we choose, we learn to adapt, survive, evolve as best we can. Mm. Um, and so I would say the, the equation or the the, the the split of nurture, support, guidance, confidence. Now, I, I'll give you an example. I think is the best way. So I've got a daughter, Olivia. And one of my driving forces, as I've said before, is to make sure that that isn't the case for her. And her mum is very down to earth, very um, grounded, very self confident. Um, all those things are in place, and so, with my desire to ensure that didn't happen, the same thing didn't happen in her. If you like, value system, uh, which was obviously passed down to her, in place, my daughter has, yeah, has a foundation to work from, and she's found an avenue which happens to be physical, it's gymnastic. But she found it after trying several things. But she wasn't punished or criticised or judged for trying one thing and then jacking it in and going on to another. That was definitely the case...
0: And is that how you find yourself where you are now, do you think? where? Yeah, yeah. Because what I
1: maintain is that once you find something that you really enjoy doing, that you feel good about, feel confident with, and she's, and she's living proof of this. You know, she's won some medals. She's been on the roster. It's not about the win, but it's the self-belief and the confidence that goes with it. Yeah. And the validation. And then when you go through these processes, whatever path you choose in life, you do it with a certain amount of confidence and self belief. Yeah. That was not in place for me. And as a result, I found that I spent a lot of my life in my head, living in the shadows, mm. knowing that I've got certain talents, but not having the belief to, to share them. Yeah. I think that is the point I'm trying to make.
0: And then you can't explore them and, and let them grow and. <clears throat> And uh, all that sort of thing. So does that look given you? Because I mean, we've we've heard your story in in snippets over the last uh, nine other podcasts that we've done. This is episode ten, by the way. Uh, we've reached a landmark as we go through. Um, so has that um, the way that you uh, you know you've you've been to you've worked in other countries, uh, and now you find yourself back in your old family home. What sort of perspective are you looking at it through now? It it must be a different perspective. Is it more detached? Is is there some sort of detachment there that wasn't there before? It's a very, very interesting
1: story. Um, And it it, it might be worth just saying, telling it a little bit because it puts the context behind all of this. But I spent most of my life abroad. Why? Because... I felt that I needed a fresh start somewhere else where I wasn't being judged or analysed and that I could really do things that I wanted to do. In the end, the problem has always been that if you don't follow your truth, your you know your, your nature, your instincts, and do the things that you really feel passionate about, you end up adapting or surviving or existing. It doesn't matter how much money you're earning. Emotionally, you are not true to yourself. So this is a problem and this is the foundation for my programs, my work, my courses, because I feel very strongly about this. And and and, and it's been yeah. validated, as I said, through through my daughter, that it actually is the case, that if you do follow through with what you're about, you will get back on track. You will be on track, more or less, to what you're really about. So to answer the, your question, I spend a large proportion of my life ticking off all the boxes for other people around me, but not for myself, having an adventure, having a good time in you know and, and and living life thinking, well this is as good as it gets, but inside of me, I'm going like, you know this is not you. So I put on a hat and um, had a good living and lived abroad, but again I was in I was in exile effectively. The irony is that I came back for a family visit before literally about three weeks before COVID to see my parents who I hadn't seen for a very long time. And I was literally, I don't know, five or six days into the visit when it all kicked off and the doors came down and I'm like, Oh my, you know, how is this possible? And is it a sign from somewhere <laughs> that, you know, you've got to spend some time with these people. And and that's what happened um, nearly two years you know, two years away from my daughter, two yeah. years away from my life, <laughs> with my parents, working online and going for very, very long walks. Um, yeah, I mean, this is how it happened. You didn't plan for this. You can't possibly plan for it. What has it done? It's, I'm looking as a old, supposedly older, wiser, more together person at my relationship. But what happens is you go back to being 17 again. And your parents are still coming out with the same things. They aren't going to change. No matter how much you know they should, they are not going to. You have to adapt. Mm -hmm. And that's all I've been doing all my life. I'm a specialist at it, you know? But does it solve anything? I don't know. I really do hope. uh, Yes, in the sense that you're more tolerant, it probably works. Yeah, But does it? Does it really evolve, you know, 360 and you suddenly yeah. come out the light, you
0: know, a better person? Uh, I can't honestly say it does. Do you think, um, do you believe that sometimes these things happen for a reason? Sometimes hmm. the universe or however, whatever you we believe, throws up events because it's it, it's an unresolved issue or there's something that maybe you need to grow through and find some strength through? Hundred percent, Zach. One hundred percent. In fact, I made a big
1: song and dance during the period that period w- when my books were published to to show them that I changed direction and almost like a rebellious outcry saying, "You know what? This is what I'm doing now." Yeah. And it was a a very important moment because then they realised and they'd seen the work and they'd seen the books and they'd seen the kind of process that I'd gone through. And it was really important for me to show them I was a different person. Does it change the dynamic? It was a kind of evolution of my own. And at the same time, I think what you're going back to Boy George's quote, the commitment of seeing all these things through irrespective of the views judgments thoughts of others is the key and i suppose that's where i would agree with that and what i'm doing myself to follow that
0: concept through i think that this is probably a good opportunity as you've mentioned your books and and going online to just sort of uh, open up about what it is that you have been doing because you've got uh, you've got an online course You've got a Facebook page. It's about connecting to your inner hero. Is, is, would you yeah. like to sort of talk through that? And of course, you write songs, you do poems, which we've had, we've had a poem on uh, one of our pods already. So, art has been a sort of saviour for you in a way, I think, uh, from what well, I can was, see.
1: That was, the, that was my ner- that's my nature. That was the whole thing that was being plugged or blocked or muted over the years. It, it it was a very interesting thing because it's been a muted element side of me that is fundamental to who I am. And, you know, I went into sales and marketing and all this stuff, which is alien to my whole nature. But it's what my parents had dictated that, you know, it was a normal thing to do. And I think, sure, this story rings true for a lot of people listening to this. Uh, we go against the grain. And I think what happened for me and the reason that I managed to break free, as the song goes, is I had an emotional breakdown. You know, this is the cul- this is the culmination of years and years and years of just following the line, irrespective of where I was. I had a great job. You know, I was like, I said this, I had a great job. I didn't even have to work very hard. Amazing social life, living in an amazing apartment. Yeah, everything was great. But inside, I was like... You are a fraud. This is not you. And after a period of time, I remember sitting in an office with tears coming down my eyes. I never experienced this before in my life. I wasn't crying, but tears were coming down my eyes. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I had to take myself physically out of the office. And I disappeared for about two or three weeks. People calling me, what's going on? I just, just blocked it out. And then, and this is the honest honest truth of what actually happened I literally found myself moving from a chair to another chair picking up a pen and started to scrawl it was almost like it was coming organically out of me and about two weeks later I had a whole pile of papers all over the place and a friend who hadn't seen me in a while said you know what's going on came to visit me saw these like mass scrawlings and said You've got to do something with this. This is, you know, this is powerful stuff. And X period of time later, the book was published in, you know, two languages in um, Budapest. I was in Budapest, so in Hungarian and English. And I found myself doing poetry recitals and readings. And we got a prize, a, a British Council Award thing, because it was involving different cultures. I had a Hungarian translator, a Belgian illustrator and you know it was quite an interesting project and that was the start Um, but I have to forward I'm I'm trying to cram this in so it's not too long but I had to forward a number of years later until I really kicked it in and it was the realisation of having an emotional breakdown that the truth comes out and you can't run and hide forever it will come and catch you it will catch you out it will shake you up and down and um, some people block out, as we talked about the comfort zone in our previous pods, you know, some people will block yeah. this out through drugs, alcohol, TV, you know, travel, whatever it is, just to take the pain away. But it's there and it will continue knocking. And obviously, you have to be a certain sense of a certain sensitive nature for it to really, you know, ring true. Otherwise, you
0: can mm. go through life, as a lot of people do, without really being, who they are and do you feel that now you're you've gone through that process and and uh speaking writing the truth which uh happens to a lot of us and it is an important thing it's your heart speaking isn't it but do you feel now although you're in a you're um physically in a uh the wrong place where you know you want to be in your own place and but emotionally mentally are you in a now you're following your own path. Do you feel a shift? Do you feel a shift in the more a shift positive? Def-
1: or a shift definitely took place um, when I started to do my books. You see, I've also, uh, on the back of my work, when my daughter was born, I used to tell her stories, you see, at night, and I created them myself. And she became, you know, really into them. She really, And she, she also got into the storytelling thing. And I, uh, we basically, later on in life, we came up with a story, a, a concept of our own. And I promised her that those books would come out, not, not just a legacy project, but also as a kind of means to show her that anything was possible and that she should do what she... Yeah. So this was kind of like a, a fulfilment of my own, but to show her something. And we've got four books out now. We've got a fifth one coming out. This is a constant sign. She's now at an age where she's not so bothered about this anymore, but it's there in her subconscious that we've done it. I've also created a course to help other people break free from this stuckness and to become true to themselves. And I call it the inner hero because it's the inner truth. It's who we really are about. Um, And I've, very passionate about this, and it's taken up a lot of my time. But to help people by breaking free is just the most
0: amazing thing. So, where um, just to, the listeners will be interested to know, you've got a Facebook page for the uh, the inner hero, and they can go yes. to that to get more information. On yes,
1: or uh, we'll reconnect with your inner hero. I mean, you just type that in, and you'll find it, and it's a, it's a group. I mean. Uh, but I've also got other forums, uh, but that's the main one.
0: What about your books? Where can, can people buy your books? Yeah, they're,
1: they're, they're available in various places, but the most obvious one is Amazon because that's basically the work I did for the, with my daughter's work. It's, uh, the book series is called The Adventures of Gooey the Slime, and it's all based around her passion for slime when she was growing up. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we did videos on it. We did oh, we did all sorts of things.
0: She used to oh, love it.
1: Yeah. So that, that evolved from her passion. And it was yeah. really important to see and work with her, I call at eye level. So you're working yeah. with her doing what she loves rather Fantastic. than, you know, anything else. So that's the book series. Um, and the course is, uh, ba- is called The Letter because it's all based around a communication I had with her during a time when we were apart, when I was in China. And she was in Budapest. Yeah. It was triggered through a long conversation where she didn't know when I was coming back and I wasn't sure. Um, my, you know, We'd sp- split up as a family, effectively, uh, which was a very difficult and challenging and emotional time for all, for all of us. Yeah. But, but the thing I think I want to just sort of round this up on was that my passion for music, for writing, for expression for creativity all started to unravel over this covid period in because in, in, i had the time and the need and the desire to do these things um and now we're doing the podcast together you know we, we'll go into your story and all sorts of things, but, but we've got this kind of expression that is so for everybody.
0: Well, we're nearly out of time, but I just want to ask um, two more things. First of all, very briefly, your parents' reaction to what you're doing now—is it uh, are they more? Is it encouraging? Are they liking what you're doing? My parents
1: are from another generation altogether, and you know they immediately assume that with a book comes huge money, huge success. <laughs> And the yeah. world is standing there applauding, yeah. you know. And they're not looking at what I'm doing, the reasons I'm doing it, you know, which is the most magical part of it. They're looking at the outcome of it, <clears throat> the, well, the the monetary outcome of it, rather than the emotional outcome of it. But of course, I suppose now they see me doing these things, it shows them that they were so
0: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and uh, just one last question. For your love of music, I think we all want to know, putting you on the spot now, your favourite song.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: If you had to say one.
1: Well, (laughs) I suppose the one song that's the most fitting, given what I've just told you as a storyline, and fitting with my time growing up uh, and my relationship with my daughter is Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me.
0: Yeah. Because...
1: That just connects you know, the whole emotive part of it all. Every time I hear that, it uh yeah, it rings true.
0: So I say that one. Wonderful. Good song. Thank you, Mark, for sharing your your life to <laughs> us for this is your life. <laughs> I feel like I should have a red book. But I don't know if anyone will remember Eamon Holmes. Um but uh thank you. And, um dear listener, please head to our Facebook page, and also on our social media accounts, we're doing reels and stories and Twitter. I'm on Twitter. We're sharing the link to Buzzsprout, so the Buzzsprout page will have all our episodes on there, and in that on that page is the link to our Facebook page, which you can click on in order to receive more information, more insight. we're going to be sharing thoughts and Analysis and funny stories, photos. Who knows? Videos. Whatever you can get away with on Facebook without being banned, I guess is what we're going to be sharing on there. (laughs) Thank you, Mark. Anything else you'd like to add before we conclude?
1: No. I I found our session as always very therapeutic and enjoyable. I always enjoy our chats. Absolutely. And most importantly, I hope the listener finds some value or interest in these things. And we will continue our outlooks um on being an outsider in society and how i think most importantly how to make the best of it with the realization and the awareness that that's what we're at yeah um and we will continue to do our work we so the, uh, the chat zach
0: thank you see you next time bye for now Bye.